0: Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we continue the Feast of Ascension, we come to the Sunday between the Feast of Ascension and Pentecost, and we commemorate the Fathers, the First Ecumenical Council. Uh, they are commemorated this Sunday, of course, tying together the great truths of. Uh, our Lord's economy of salvation for us—that their defense of the divinity and humanity, the full divinity and humanity of Christ—is uh, key for, of course, the feast of the Ascension, where our human nature has been seated at the right hand of God the Father, and that we await uh, the Holy Spirit. there's the Holy Spirit that is sent from the one who has ascended and has been enthroned to give us uh, the life-giving effects of his ascension. And it is uh, in the mind of the Church that we commemorate the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Councils, those lights of the earth, the ones who uh, set boundaries, who guide, who are given uh, authority by Christ, as we'll hear in the Gospel reading tomorrow, where our Lord, in praying to the Father, talks about the authority given to Him, and we then see how that authority was given to His disciples, His apostles, at the end of the Gospels, He breathed the Holy Spirit upon them, or at Pentecost, where the Spirit alights upon them, and they are given authority from on high, not just to speak in tongues But to bind and loose sins, to preach the gospel, to have uh, the continuation of the preaching of the kingdom, uh, the keys of the kingdom, uh, given to the apostles. And it is especially, I want to say many thanks to Father Stephen for serving the vigil and the Feast of Ascension while myself and Joseph went up to the monastery in West Virginia to celebrate uh, the leave-taking, leave-taking of Pascha, uh, visual for ascension and then ascension, uh, where there was a lot of activity, some of which I did not realize that I was going to. Uh, first, I did realize, this is why I went, was my godson being ordained to the priesthood by Metropolitan Nicholas on the leave-taking of Pascha. And then after that, Uh, processing over uh, to the church that they are currently building where they blessed a cornerstone and then they sealed the relics into the eastern wall of the church. Joseph was uh, very proud about it. I was very proud of him because he actually stood through, I think, nine hours of services altogether. Stood. Okay, he sat too. (laughs) But he, uh, in doing this, he just kept saying, it's so peaceful here. Uh, but he was able to, When that procession, uh, the monks, the fathers of uh, the monastery, made sure he had a little saccharine on, and he carried the Metropolitan's miter over in the procession. Uh, but these little experiences I was thinking about for him, but also for myself, and as an encouragement to all those in going to monasteries, uh, there is nothing like being able to kind of breathe in the air of orthodoxy as like going to a monastery, uh, you think you're going to sit down and lunch and kind of jibber jabber, but no, there's going to be readings, and you're going to be hearing a very long homily from St. Nikolai Belomovich on the leave taking of Pascha. And uh, besides the long services, there is just the atmosphere of prayer. And this commemoration of the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, it just is uh, an encouragement that there is something about. Uh, the attending of the services of course, uh, but being able and visiting places like monasteries making pilgrimages uh, for example this weekend is Memorial Day uh, weekend which is traditionally where there is a pilgrimage to St. Ticon's monastery up in northeastern Pennsylvania where Metropolitan Nicholas uh, was just at Holy Cross and he's actually going to be joining our Metropolitan Ticon uh, for uh, the Memorial Day Liturgy on Monday, but to see, and uh, not just see, to hear uh, Joseph himself uh, being able to, like he had access to confession, he wanted to go to confession, it's like, okay, go, just being in that context helps to ground us, because we need, uh, as the world in one of my conversations with one of the higher monks Uh, You know, as much as you're back in a holler, and you are back in a holler when you're at Holy Cross, I don't know how they get all the stuff that they're getting back there to build what they're doing, Uh, but if you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. GPS goes out about 10-15 minutes before you get to the monastery. Uh, That the world and the influence and all of the little whispers, the serpent, all of the things that want to sideline us, to distract us from the great glory that we have been given, the great gift that we've been given by Christ uh, in his ascension, in his sending of the Spirit, and in the church itself that helps to guide us, to encourage us, to uplift us, uh, to set us on a firm foundation. Uh, so if you have a chance or it's something that you can do in the next year or two to look at, and you're welcome to ask me because there's monasteries around here. It's the Holy Cross is about five hours. It's It's right at that cusp where it starts getting hard. Five hours is about hard to drive, but it's a nice shot until, and I can give you directions so you don't worry about the GPS thing. Uh, But to encourage you to visit monasteries, to be able to, in that context, uh, really kind of revisit and deepen one's roots uh, in the faith as we uh, commemorate the Fathers of the First, Second, Council. So we remember all of our fathers in the faith I uh, pray for our own synod and for all those shepherds and arch shepherds of the church, uh, as they do what they can to encourage us by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are-